check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Not one, not two, not three. Finish the quote from LeBron James. Eight. He said eight. Eight. Or maybe he didn't. I think he but ended the, up with two. He ended up with two. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning ended up with eight. Welcome to another episode of Five for Talking, uh, a podcast about hockey and uh, other things going on in life. Uh, we are your three hosts of um, many different uh, we're from many corners of the map here in the U.S. You know, only the points that matter. We have me in the Northeast. My name is Lippy Hockey. Uh, we have down in the Southeast, Mr. Florida Man himself, Woo! John. And then and, uh, the state that wants to be its own country sometimes, depending on what mood it's in. We have uh, Curtis. How you doing? We're not quite the dirty South. Not, not quite. The, not the dirty South. You're the, you're the Southerner. The, the you know, dirty so, stuff is in between me and Johnny. Yeah. I yes, don't understand we, that. I don't get that. You don't get what the dirty South means? No, no, no. I don't understand how we're not included. We are. Florida is like their own thing. I feel okay. like. They're both and like Texas their is thing. their own thing. Yeah. yeah. When I think of like Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, I just imagine swamps, banjo music, and gumbo. And, and gumbo. I found out there's actually beaches in Alabama, and I'm like, oh, those actually look really nice. That's in Alabama? Actually, the nicest <laughs> beach in America was voted on, and it is in Alabama. Go figure. I thought Siesta Key was the best beach. Mm. No. no. I don't know. A while ago. Oh, and also uh, college football. That's what I assume is. SEC. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this is not a college football podcast if it was it'd probably be much more more popular we talk about a niche sport here uh we talk about hockey hockey I being you were gonna on... say water polo hockey no let's be real if there was a water polo game it'd probably be on nbc while hockey is still on the usa <laughs> network <laughs> how does it feel knowing we're in the conference finals for our sport and we're airing on freaking usa network after suits and right before reruns of Psych, he got the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Montreal Canadiens. I feel like NBC's coverage has just gotten worse and worse and you worse. Law and Order. That are wrong. No, no, no like, Law and Order so is uh, that's in the afternoon for all the old folks before they go to it's sleep. The afternoon, so the, the weekend games you get Law and Order before. Yes, 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 yes. When you fall asleep after having to watch the Montreal's. Uh, Canadians play hockey. You wake up in the middle of the night, and Law and Order's already started. That's your Jake. Oh, something happened. Oh no, it's just Law and Order. Much more interesting than watching the Montreal Canadians play a hockey game. Jesus, we're taking straight shots at Montreal. We ain't started yet. Oh, um, there's going to be plenty of shots at Montreal because there's not enough shots during the game. Oh, oh, so or it's it's a conspiracy theory. Or it's a conspiracy theory, yes. They are one shot away from the Stanley Cup final. They are. (laughs) They are. The thing that everyone predicted, the Montreal Canadiens are (laughs) one win away from making the Stanley Cup finals. And if you're going to sit there on TikTok or any app and say you called it, if you're not from the great providence of the Montreal area. You're a liar. That would be uh, Quebec. 
out. Get out of here. You're not yeah. there. Most of Montreal was done when they were down three, one in that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy that they did win that. I mean, when you, but let's, let's, I mean, when you look at that whole entire series, the three games, Toronto won, they completely outplayed Montreal in terms of like advanced stats. And then the four games that Montreal won were literally coin flips and they just so happened to get heads four times in a row. Um, that's all you gotta do. That's apparently exactly. all you gotta do. Now, is this a combination of the Canadians just being better or is it Vegas kind of crumbling under the pressure to uh, get back to the cup finals? I'm going to let Curtis go first. What do we think Vegas's problem is? What, what, over the last, wait, how long is this going to be? The what they had freaking 11 shots in two periods yesterday. That's the freaking problem. I'm not talking about last night. I'm talking about oh, the overall picture of their four. Is it four years now they've been in the, so they've yeah. been a Stanley Cup final contender, first round, conference final, conference final, conference. So they've been the conference final three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any star power. Well, I think they have plenty of star power. I think they have plenty of star power as well. Uh, two areas of concern. Let's start with the obvious one. Uh, their coach can't decide who they want their starter to be. Does what? he have a Does he have a reason to not know? I feel like he doesn't. I mean, Flurry literally brought them to this at this point. Flurry then, got him to the point, but I don't think Flurry has any more gas left in the tank. I don't think he does either. I mean, Flurry is the reason why you lost Game Three. Let's mm-hmm. just let's be real. He played the puck in the most weirdest way possible and gave a gift. Yeah. Tie the game late. The series but, felt over when he did that. Even though yeah. Vegas won Game Four, the series can, felt like it shifted. Can we talk about the fact that Pierre Maguire jinxed him? Because right before the play happened, you hear Pierre Maguire go, Marc-Andre Fleury's been doing so good at getting these pucks out and back to his defense and everything else. Not three seconds later, he turned over the puck, Josh Anderson put it in the net. Mm-hmm. But then Robert Leonard comes in, wins game four convincingly. Like, it wasn't like he kind of looked shaky. He came in and dominated that game. He made the saves he needed to get, and he helped Vegas win that game. I don't understand the 4,000 IQ smooth brain move by DeBoer here. Like, to go back to Flurry. That was weird. I did not think that was going to happen. I don't think anyone did. I don't think anybody thought that they were going to put in Leonard in the, at the beginning of round two. Like, this, none of this stuff has made sense with the goaltending with Vegas. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why you do not go with Leonard. He got you to win. You stick with the goalie until he loses. Um Unless you know you're the Islanders and you go back to Volarmar, but we'll get to that game in a second. Uh, the second area of concern that I don't think a lot of people talk about is their center death. Yeah, they have none. Their center death is atrocious. Who's their top line center? Chandler Ste- Stevenson? Carlson? Well, I guess he was back. Yeah. But like when you look at their centers and who they got here, um, let's see. Yeah, they have William Carlson. He's a respectable top six, maybe second line at I best. I would say center. third line, like where he should be. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Chandler Stevenson. You have Cody Glass, who isn't even playing. Good young center coming up. And then that's it. Like, that's their center depth. 
They have really good wingers. I mean, they got Pacioretty, they got Stone, they got Marcia Salt, Tuck, uh, all really great winners. They got great defense. Petrangelo, Theodore, uh, Holden's pretty good. White Cloud's pretty good. Martinez is pretty good. They got great goaltenders. Their center depth is terrible. Look at all the past cup winners. What do they have? Pittsburgh, the Lightning, uh, the Blackhawks. They all have at least one good top six center. Most, most of the times they have two. Yes. Sometimes three. Sometimes three. You know, sometimes, you know, you have three centers all on a line together, and that is the Tampa Bay Lightning's third line. <laughs> I mean, if one guy gets out of the faceoff dot, the other guy's got a shot at it at least. Yeah, which is just, you know, insanity to me. But it's the, the that seems to be the problem here. They don't have centers. Stevenson is a really yeah. good defensive center. Good for Pete Kane. But when Mark Stone doesn't have a single goal in this series and he didn't even have a single shot in the last game and he's supposed to be one of your better players. They made a very valid point last night. Mark Stone looks completely lost. Yeah. Not look like the Mark Stone that we saw in the regular season and in the first couple rounds where, I mean, the dude was on. He looks defeated, which when your captain looks defeated, your team follows suit. And it just feels like that's the and i feel like also peter DeBoer just i feel like he's that coach that just can't get the big one because mm-hmm. he got to the finals with san jose he got to the finals i believe with new jersey yes and i believe he had one of the best records and wasn't he in was it florida he had a really good team in florida that made the playoffs they didn't win a game or i think they may have won one um he didn't he's win a playoff series that. That Which edge. is, and I feel like a lot of people thought Vegas. This was a year that this was the team that was going to get them over the top. That's I mean, kind of like Barry Trotz. I mean, until Barry Trotz won with Washington, he could never win the big one. Never could win it. Yeah, I mean, Pete DeBoer also has a history. He's won at every single level except this NHL level here. I mean, we've all admit the cup is hard to win, um, but yeah he he got the panthers to the playoffs he got to the cup finals with the devils he got to the cup finals with the sharks and he's been to the conference final now with the golden knights he's a good coach i hate saying that as a devils fan but he's a very good coach i feel like he the light i feel like the lights are too bright in vegas for peter i feel like peter would be better in a mid-sized market where he's the pressure i don't even know if vegas has pressure does vegas have pressure oh, yeah, i don't think so think think they do. oh yeah you think so? After making the cup finals in their first year, they have been building that team to try to win a cup. I mean, literally, they tied for the, they were the co-president trophy winners. The only reason they don't have that is because of a tiebreaker. They were tied for best in the league. They beat the president trophy winners. Like that team was built to win a cup. This I don't year. know if they have I see that point. I see the pressure of yes, we have to win a cup, but I don't know if they have the pressure of like a New York. Uh, Minnesota, a a Toronto. I don't think that pressure is there. Um, But I mean, Vegas had a coach for two years and fired him because he didn't get the job done. And well, we're following suit here. I mean, I don't know. That might be, uh, that might be more on the coach versus uh, the team itself. When you have looked at Gallant's history here, uh, you know, remember couldn't get a cab. Uh, that poor guy. That poor guy. But um I mean, no, no. Vegas is gonna be an interesting 
if they lose tomorrow, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be we we've talked about it. It's going to be an interesting off season for everybody across the board. It's going to be a very entertaining off season. But it's Vegas is just Vegas and Toronto kind of feel like they're on the the collision course of now what now what do you do? And it's going to be fun. I you mentioned Pete DeBoer and you mentioned the the Sharks team that lost to the Penguins in the finals a few years ago. And you mentioned that the Vegas team seemed like they ran out of gas. And that was something that we saw kind of with the Sharks. I felt like the Sharks ran out of gas once they hit the Stanley Cup final against Pittsburgh. I know that they had a couple good games against the Penguins. I think we won the series 4-2. to two. But from what I remember in that series, they absolutely blew them out. It was like a completely different – two teams were playing at a completely different speed. And I think Pete DeBoer's teams – I don't know if maybe it's conditioning – or something along those lines, but maybe his teams, he pushes them too hard during these playoff runs, and then they just eventually run out of gas. Well, you look at the, the four teams that are left, all, all three of the four were playing until the final couple weeks of the season last year. So, I mean, you have that. You have a short offseason. You're going to have a short offseason again for some of these teams. Uh, it's 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 going to be interesting how they condition, because what they're going to get a month and a half off, if that. For the yeah, team barely. that once they get to the finals, the two teams are going to get about a month and a half training camp. I saw starts second week of September. Is so, it starting on time? I thought it was going to be starting a little bit later. Like I think it's like by two weeks. weeks. Regular oh. season, I think the first of October, run on first of October is when they want to start. I think okay. Halloween, it was like between the first of October and Halloween is when they want to start. Okay, so it's going to be yeah. October I mean 12th. October twelfth, so the okay. second week of October. Yeah. So like. I mean, when you're competing for the cup, you know, that's the sacrifice that you make with the uh, the short offseason there. John is looking very upset about something. These referees, you know, people have been complaining about them that are Islanders fans, and now they're just giving you calls. Oh, really? Like, holy crap. I think Sergachev might have pushed over Barzell, and they just called a penalty. Oh, I just saw that. <sighs> well, you know, Matt, uh, dirty hits Barzell. Um, I mean, he's starting to seem like it after game. What was that game four? I think he's starting to show a little bit of frustration here, but um, I know the refing has definitely been this, this round. We've heard a lot of complaints. Apparently the refs were uh, Vegas golden Knight players, according to the Montreal Canadians fans. I, uh, I understand that with the Corey Perry incident because yeah. Corey Perry got smacked in the face with a stick and they didn't call anything in overtime. I think that was game two, game mm, three, game, game three. three. It, was in, it was in Montreal. Because they and wanted overtime. We have constantly talked about the fact that the refereeing has been atrocious this offseason, and now it's on a national stage, and it's still atrocious. I don't know mm. what people really expected. Yeah, no, it's um... – yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, an article literally came out. The refs are not to, there to ref the game. They're there to manage it. And – that's what they're doing. They're managing the game. Um, and you get some games, they let them play. And then all of a sudden it's like, why are they letting the refs play? They call these penalties. And then it's like, and then they start calling the penalties. I'm like, they're calling too many penalties. Like the problem when you have humans running something that's run by, you know, humans. Yeah. They're imperfect. So it's, this, well, I just want to say this. They're going on a four on three power play right now. The light mm -hmm. or the Islanders, this could be their season on the line. I mean, it's only 16 seconds. But I mean, if you don't score a goal on one of these, that could that could really put a nail in the coffin. 
Yes. Never over. I would, I would appreciate if you don't spoil here, John, but he's probably going to spoil. Most he'll, spoil he'll spoil it. He's not paying attention. I am paying attention. I'm listening to everything you're saying. It's what happens when, you know, you have to watch your uh, your game on a stream and not on the big TV. Oh, just uh, keep it quiet. <laughs> oh. uh, speaking of the uh, Islanders and the Lightning, uh, the Lightning uh, got a little angry, basically, <laughs> is uh, the sum of it. So what do we think about the... Uh, uh, Oh wow, it's a five on three actually now. Ooh, yep. Okay. Uh what do we think about the uh the lightning um putting up eight on the New York Islanders? It, I think we were expecting Tampa Bay to have a game like that. I'm still waiting for Vegas to have a game like that from the I'm still waiting for Colorado to have that game again, but they're not. <laughs> and yeah. it, it just, you know, I, I think, I think Trot said it best. It was, it was like a 24 hour flu. I think everything. And most of those goals they scored were not sexy goals. They were just no. throw them at the net, goes off a skate, goes off a glove. I, I think you have to wash that away so incredibly fast. If you're an Islander, I think mm-hmm. it's one game season's not over because of it, but Man, that was ugly. That was I mean, it, but but it is the playoffs. So an eight nothing game is just as much as a one nothing game. It's an yep. L, and you move on. It was uh, it was just insane to watch, and you know I saw a lot of Islanders fans complaining about uh, the Lightning disrespecting them uh, when it's six nothing. They get a power play, and they send out their number one power play unit. But you see, but you, I think but, people that are outside New York saw the reason why they did that. Yeah. Like You're you said, go it's the playoffs. Guys, we're going to go F yeah. We're going to run it up. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the other thing too. It's the playoffs. Yeah. We'll put eight on you. I, I have no issue care. with what they did. Zero. I have zero issue with what they did either. Cause I, I came have... out of my skate on Monday night and saw it was six, nothing. First play I see is Matthew Barzell throw a, his stick into a, a guy's face. Yeah. I, I think this is what we're going to see out of the Islanders coming out of this. And if they do end up losing tonight, um, I think we're going to see a little bit more dirty play. I think they're trying to take a flesh of skin on the way out. Yeah. And we've seen that with uh, Kucherov going out in the uh, first period of this one. And it seems like they're trying to get as much as physical as possible right now, because that's the only thing they can rely on is physicality. They don't have the goal scoring to keep up with Tampa. And right now Vasilevsky has been playing just absolutely insane in this series. Yeah. Vasilevsky has been playing insane and he looks really good. Um, You know, I saw a lot of Islanders fans get very confident after that game four wins. Like we were down two one in the first two series. We came back and won the next three. Like this is just, it, this is what's about to happen again. We're about to win three in a row, but I'm like, Vassy is on a different level versus Jari and Rask. And like, also the, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning uh, after that game are 12 and zero after a loss. Jeez. Andre Vasilevsky has like an under two goals against average and like a 0.930 save percentage or something in all those games too. Like, and he has three shutouts this playoffs. Like Vasi's just, I think he's starting to maybe prove a little bit to critics that maybe 
he's as good as people think he is. He's not good because of the team. He's just good. Yeah. I, I power to him. He's, he's probably the best goaltender in the league right now. And I hate admitting that, but he is, but yeah. I mean, what do you say? The guy can play. Yeah. You, you got to respect, you had to respect, 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 you know, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's been, it's been a very interesting series. It went as the Tampa Bay Islanders game has gone pretty much how I expected it to. They've been very close games. The Islanders have been able to go toe and toe with them. I just think Tampa just has too much, you know, and if, uh, and you can't think- a million dollars over the cap will do that for you. Hey! 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 Oh, got him. We got him. Arrest him, officer. There's the people over the cap space. <laughs> Don't worry, Islanders. You're only up. You're only over $10 million. Yep. Oh, I just watched a goal. Oh, I said do nothing. I know. Well, I just saw it on my screen. <laughs> Jeff, Sorry, I've got it on paper. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's do nothing, Tampa. Jeez. That $5.50 is coming into daddy's pocket, baby. Woo! <laughs> uh, so let's just say, let's talk about theoretical finals here. I want to get through all the positive stuff before we have to talk maybe about something a little negative. Um, uh, Tampa Bay versus Montreal seems the final we're going to get here. It's going to be a very interesting finals because uh, it's basically going to be kind of what we're seeing now. Uh, a very good offensive team versus a very good defensive team. I think you're going to see kind of what you saw last year, to be honest with you. I think, I think Dallas was a surprise team last year with their defense in mind, but it was a team that couldn't score. And I think you're going to see the same thing with Montreal. Montreal just found that if you score the goal, if you get that first goal. And I think their scoring is going to come a lot harder for Montreal against Tampa. As we talked about, Big V is going to be a reason behind that. Um, but Montreal is going to have their chances. It's, it's if they can, win and get up one nothing two nothing like they're doing now and shut it down which they've proven they can do yeah i mean they obviously can i think it's it's basically can your four lines stop tampa's four lines Mm -hmm. i mean because let's be i mean the fourth line for tampa is nothing to write home about pat maroon isn't going to be like scoring goals on you but those first three lines can do damage and, and it's going to be, is, is Kucherov in or out? Yeah. That's going to be a big, big thing for them. If I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, I hope we win this game. And I hope Vegas and Montreal go seven. Oh, yeah. Those, those extra two days are going to be clutch for them. So they're starting uh, on Saturday. Is that, the, is that the game plan? Is it? Or Sunday? I, I, I would say Monday. Because they'll probably give them a day off at least or two. Mm-hmm. So they can get all the media and everybody out to wherever they got to go. Yeah. You gotta, uh, yeah. Because if Montreal wins, game one will be in Tampa. But if Vegas wins, game one will be in Vegas. So they're going to have to allow teams to travel. If I'm the NHL, I'm hoping it's Vegas versus Tampa. One, better ratings. Two, we're not going to have 3,500 fans in a Stanley Cup finals game. <laughs> Which... <laughs> You know what would be it, – it won't happen, but beyond awesome, if they end up playing a cup-clinching game on July 4th and Cole Caulfield scores the game winner for Canada 
on Independence Day. How awesome would that be? Can I mean, we just can we talk about the fact that you mentioned the 3,500, you know, capacity at the Canadians Arena right now? You can't tell me that Montreal is not going to riot to the point where they can get full capacity back in. That oh, they're rioting in the streets right now. After every game, there there's a million people in the streets right now cheering. Then, then what is the point of continuing to hold this out? These fans, like, I'm sorry. If Montreal makes it, these people have been waiting almost, like we said before we started the podcast, 30 years to get back mm-hmm. into the finals. You have to go full capacity. Prior to what you think, you have to go full capacity. Everyone can wear a mask. Whatever you want to do with that, go for it. But you have to at least go to... 50 i would think they won't do it it's not the montreal canadians decision yeah it's the canadian government and you know i i believe the reason why they've been so slow behind the ball with everything is because they just had a hard time getting the vaccine yeah and now they're just starting to get it um they were also in a i mean we've talked about with this with some of our guests they were also in a lot stricter of a lockdown than we were ever in yeah and now apparently they're just getting this fourth wave up there too, which is another big concern. I mean, the the freaking coach for the Montreal Canadiens it has COVID. Yeah, he's out for the next ten days because of a positive test. The backup coach, an assistant coach, is right now coaching eighteen to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, this is just a bizarre scenario. But also, that's a little concerning because now we're going to be going back and forth between these things. You don't think the NHL wants us to keep this all in America? Like, granted, we're not exactly bulletproof when it comes to COVID here. We're still having our struggles in certain states. Uh, but, like, not having to cross the border, not having to go into a little bit more of a scarier situation. It's just... Two uh, on. How do you say uh, Montreal's... How do you say his last name? It's Dominique. What? How do you say his last name? Charbonne? Charbonne? Charcuterie? I think it's charcuterie. He's the best-dressed coach in the NHL. Can we just talk about that Mark Bergevan might be the most jacked human being that's ever ran a hockey team? Did the Islanders score? Yeah, two yeah, one. They just scored on my end. It's interesting. That was Jimmy. a weak Sexy. one. That was weak. Sexy. It's listen, I don't know why you need to root against my wallet right now. <laughs> Do you know how many? cheeseburgers i could get with these winnings the answer is five one because cheeseburgers are one for a dollar i i would i would definitely go to burger king and double in on the uh bacon double cheeseburger wait where are you getting a burger for a dollar mcdonald's that's not a dollar that's like a that's like dollar 75 now my god you gotta have the tax on there baby what how much what's the cost of a hamburger at mcdonald's they might have like a little cheeseburger for like six how much does a Hamburger, hamburger. At, at McDonald's. <laughs> you know, I'll cut the cheese out if that brings down the price. Oh, what the fudge? <laughs> Hamburger's two forty nine. Somebody hasn't been to McDonald's lately. In a while. You used to get a double cheeseburger for a dollar. Yeah, I miss Updates, those days. December twenty nineteen. All the good things ended at t- December twenty nineteen. <laughs> they took away the snack wrap. Is they took away the dollar <laughs> cheeseburgers. <laughs> I'm surprised it's 249. We still got the dollar menu here. Or the ex- yeah, no, I take that back. Here. It's the extra value meal now, yeah, not the dollar. I don't I don't need the extra value meal. I just want the freaking hamburger, man. All right. Regardless of how many hamburgers I can get with my winnings that you're betting against, you are rooting against my interest. Um 
yeah, Montreal has a has a coach. He dressed nice. He has COVID, and uh, you know, Montreal, the Montreal Canadiens, who in a normal in a normal season wouldn't even be in the playoffs, are one win away from playing for the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> you just have to laugh, right? It it it's comedy. Why not? I mean, it's just <laughs> why with not? everything that's gone on this season, like Curtis. Why not? Screw why not? Screw it. Let, let them play. Let them think that Carey Price has returned. And, That's uh, fine. I yeah. keep paying him more money and more money. Please do. I just think it's hilarious that Cole Caulfield is their savior and he's American born. Oh, of he's course. this little like five seven nothing <laughs> shrimp American dude who just he has a smile on his face. Um he is such a baby though. Like he look, you look at some of the stars of the league, right? I mean, the future stars. I mean, your Hughes brothers, your Cole Caulfield, your Jay Dix, your, it's just, these guys look like freaking Like when I don't, did Crosby and Ovechkin and them look like yes. that when they entered the league? Yes. Well, I Crosby and Ovechkin, not so much. He looked like a 45 year old like man once we got here. It's just, you, I, I think maybe we've gotten older and it's just like, but they're just tiny. They're like little, like you said, little shrimps. It's like, what is going on? And But yet they're so swift and good on the ice. It's just incredible. It's incredible. It's a power to them. You don't have to be a muscle man to be an NHL star. Anymore. Not anymore. No. I already love the takes that are coming out, though, saying, oh, Colefield, uh, Cole Caulfield boosted Jack Hughes's uh, draft numbers. And it's just like, okay. Caulfield's been playing really great. It's actually awesome seeing him. Dude's got a hell of a shot. Yeah. It's been it's been very fun to watch. It's just it's amazing how the redrafting is already starting in people's heads because of the playoff run. Well, at the same time, what if like the who was it? The coach would have stood like Pat and not brought in Cole Caulfield. Like, are we looking at Montreal being out in the first round, maybe? Hmm. <sighs> Because it wasn't a Caulfield and Cooking Cooking Yeah were the two that he sat out in the first game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and Suzuki too. Suzuki, yeah. Imagine if he would have st- stood pat with that and not let them play the rest of that series. Yeah. Now he looks like a genius. Yes, he does. Oh my lord. Well, I, yeah. I. You just sit here and you're saying the team that barely got into the playoffs, the team that was 3-1 down to Toronto, is a game away from not only getting to this thing, but they're taking out probably one of the best teams in the league in that process. They're gonna have to play the play another, they're gonna have to play their the defending champions. It's just it's you're you're waiting for it to like the train to fall off the tracks and say, okay, it was a good season, it was a good run, but mm-hmm. I don't see that. I, I really think if they get there, if they play like they've been playing, they have a chance. It's weird. It's a weird, it's weird. Weird. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it doesn't matter how you get in the playoffs. You're in there. Get there. You have a shot. It's all that matters. You know, you look, at the, you look at the LA Kings. They got in as the 16th seed for the whole entire playoffs. They won the cup. Yeah. Do I think Montreal is that type of team? No. No. I think they but got they're... hot at the right time. Yep. They got hot and they got healthy. 
That's, mm-hmm. and I know Curtis is kind of dealing with this because I, I hate bringing up the ECHL, but that's what kind of what happened with the South Carolina Stingrays. They got hot at the end of the year. They took out my boys, and now they're in the uh, Kelly Cup Finals. So, I mean, I think it's just, we've, I don't know if we've ever really talked about this. It always matters about who gets hot at the end. It doesn't matter how you played during the regular season. It's the team that can turn the switch on. And this used to be the issue with Tampa, but ever since they got swept by the Blue Jackets and became a laughing stock, they decided, oh, nay, nay, this isn't going to happen anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like, no, you guys will lose to us now. Yeah. I mean, and, and I even said this earlier too in an episode, it's like, Tampa Bay didn't care about the regular season. They just knew, all right, we just got to get to the playoffs. This is all just practice getting to the playoffs. Make sure we make the final, make sure we get in. And then we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll take it from there. They understand it. Once you've win it, once you understand you need to get to the playoffs, that's all that matters. They make sure you go into it. Not sucking. Rest in peace. Allen Americans. I'm sorry. Oh man. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm just – I okay, I want to get this out. I really – if this series goes seven between the Lightning and the Islanders, I really don't like the Lightning's chances in game seven because oh, of the fact that the Islanders just seem to be – like get every bounce, every everything in this entire playoffs. I completely disagree. Really? Wow. I think if it, I think if it goes back to Tampa, it's – Tampa knows how to win in the moment. They, they, this team knows how to do it, and I think that they will be just fine. Yeah, I don't think Tampa. I agree with Curtis. I think, like, yeah, the Islanders seem to get some bounces, but Tampa Bay just—they know they're battle tested. They understand. All right, we get back to the game seven. Okay, that's fine. They've already been embarrassed with getting swept in the first yeah. round by the Columbus Blue Jackets, like losing game seven to the, uh, the Islanders at home would be obviously be embarrassing, but like, it's not something they're afraid of. It, it, that doing as embarrassing as that was, that was the best thing to happen to the Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah. You look back mm-hmm. on it, completely embarrassing, horrible, but look at where they've come from that. And they're on the verge of playing for their second cup in two years. Yeah. I think Lightning fans will take that. Where hey, we're oh, you're gonna get swept. You're gonna get swept in this first round, but the next two years you're gonna be content, uh, contending for Stanley Cups. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll give well, it the I'm getting completely embarrassed for that. Honestly, I think that's just really a testament of how good their management is. Because we talked about this, I think seventy five percent of the GMs, if that happens to their team, they probably make a major move to shake up the roster. Mm-hmm. And Tampa Bay literally went. No, we're good. And they went instead of blowing up the top six or their top four in defense, they just went out and got the better death pieces. They're like, we have the good top six. We need to get better here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a testament of how good their management is. I mean, look at this. They played 56 games without one of their best winners and made the playoffs. Well, they might be playing without the Stanley Cup with them if what you know if he actually is seriously hurt. If he's seriously hurt. But the thing is, they know how to play without him. They, oh, yeah, played, they played the whole entire playoffs except for two minutes and 34 seconds without their captain. Two of their best players, and they have they ha- now haven't had them for a majority of a lot of playtime, and they still know how to win games. Like, that's just – people want to get mad. They're over the cap. 
hard quotes with that hard cap because obviously it goes away come playoffs, but it's just like, it's almost like people don't want to recognize that Tampa Bay is a good team and don't want to give them credit for how well they've been managed and everything. And I, I, I know that Tampa's a good team. I know they're a good team. Am I am I a little miffed about the fact that they're 18 million or 19 million over the salary cap? Yeah, but that they followed the rules. Mm-hmm. It sucks. They followed the rules and then they decided to turn it on in the playoffs, which you know what? I give you all the credit in the world. They but they're gonna have to deal with it this offseason because they're still gonna be way over the cap once we go into the offseason. Oh, yeah. But it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens with Tampa after this playoff run. Oh, they're going to break it up. It's going to have to be broken up. Yeah, And then with Seattle coming in, it's going to be interesting to see who Seattle's going to take from the I lightning. They're going to try to get rid of tower Johnson's contract. If I'm telling you, they are too. Yeah. Uh, it, it will be interesting, but you know, obviously game. Coming home. <laughs> we will be, uh, I think next time when we record the Stanley cup finals, will at least begun. Oh, here we go. So, um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, how, how, do you trans- how do you how do you how do you transition to this next story here with the Chicago Blackhawks? Are What's you guys aware of the situation that's coming out of the Chicago Blackhawks situation here? Are we talking about the potential trade of the captain? No, I'm talking about the uh, the the alleged assaults of Chicago Blackhawks players. No, I've not heard this. Oh, I'm going to Google it real quick. Okay. Uh, I will set this up. Uh, first off, I guess if um, this is a content warning, uh, this is going to be talking about sexual assault here, maybe for the next like five minutes. Uh, so this is dealing with alleged assaults of Blackhawk players. Uh, it was apparently an open secret. Two Blackhawk players were sexually assaulted by a coach, and it was an open secret among the organization. Uh, yeah. Uh, so a lot has been coming out during this. This was apparently during the summer of 2010. And then uh, apparently, uh, team video coach, Brad Aldrich was, had allegedly sexually assaulted two players. The officials asked for nominally, uh, because he still works in pro hockey industry and fears repercussions from the national hockey league. So someone has come forward with this. Uh, it's kind of disgusting. Quite honestly, this is kind of setting up to wave kind of what I'm I'm just briefly scanning the article on TSN Mm -hmm. kind of setting up the way the Penn State thing set up kind of of along that line. It looks like they're talking about Joe Quinville. Did he know? Did he not know? Um, So there's a lot of that potential in here as well. Apparently, I've seen Quinville's name. Uh, Shevel Dayoff is for some reason mentioned with this. I think he was with the organization and even Bergervan is mentioned was part of this organization when this happened. Um, this apparently was an open secret. And apparently also like they went to the sports psychologist and the sports psychologist was making it feel like they were the ones who are wronged. Ooh. There's a, you obviously have to respect everything that's going on, but this is a black eye in terms of everything going on in the NHL. And it's a little crazy the fact that you guys didn't know about this because it's just like this should be a big big news. I, 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 I kind of put myself into the baseball world for the past few days, so that's probably why I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but to the victims and to the people that, you know, have to deal with this, to have your team, like Curtis said, like be another Penn State situation, you kind of would figure that we've kind of learned from this, but obviously not. And there are secrets that we're never going to find out about with our favorite hockey teams. But if you, if you feel like you've been like assaulted or something along those lines, you have to say something to somebody. And if, if your team won't listen to you, then you got to go to the NHL officials and mm-hmm. you got to talk to them and you have to keep going until the point where somebody's going to take you seriously. And if the Blackhawks really did cover, cover this up, excuse my language. That's, fucked up it's very fucked up pardon for the language sorry but yeah for yeah like this like i said this should be a very serious investigation and it's just sickening knowing that this was an open secret and that guy posed with the stanley cup they knew this all happened and they let that guy be a part of that team still after everything and that should have been an immediate firing and just let it go just don't you don't have to say why just yep Cut your loss and you move on. You yeah, cut your loss you, and you help these victims mm-hmm. get better. You don't play it off saying like, no, you were the wrong one. So uh, we don't have to go any further deep into it. I know this was just something that happened. Wanted to get your takes on it. And uh, there's no there's no way to transition from all that. So uh, if you are coming back, you can listen now. Well, if you want to keep keep your eyes on the – we'll transition a little bit. Keep your eyes on the Chicago Blackhawks as present day. There's been a lot of hot talk about Jonathan Taze. Is he going to play? Is he not? What's the, what's the story behind his injury? If there is an injury, what's going on? And is he tradable? And I've seen him and our boy in uh, Buffalo connected a lot um, lately in the last couple of weeks when it comes to rumors on – where Eichel might go. And one of the rumors was Chicago. Uh, of course, I've seen him playing it all over the country, pretty much in every team, but that was a hot one. And, and Chicago potentially is looking to trade the captain away, which is intriguing. <clears throat> so that leads me to my point. Is Jonathan Taze done in Chicago? Um, he didn't play at all I'll this raise year, it right? one more, one more before that. Is Jonathan Taze done playing hockey? Be sure be convenient for the Chicago Blackhawks to get another player who can't play and all of a sudden has to retire. And now they get to have that contract on long-term injury reserve. How convenient is he allergic to his equipment as well? <laughs> In all seriousness, Marion Hosa, I hope you are enjoying your retirement and you are getting treatment for that. I don't <sighs> I don't see Eichel going anywhere except for Anaheim. Anaheim keeps popping up in my head with, with Eichel. Have we maybe seen the last game that Jonathan Taves is ever going to play? There's a shot. He's won what? Three cups. Mm-hmm. What's the point of continuing to play? Call it a career. You're going to, you've made your money. The Hawks will put you on LTIR. You'll get paid while you're, you know, sitting at home. What's the point? What's the point of coming back and putting your body through more abuse? The Blackhawks, if they have Jonathan Taves or not, are not going to make the Stanley Cup Finals next year. Taves has two more years at $10.5 million. I'm done. You don't know that because you didn't think Montreal would make it to this level right now. Don't say that. Mm -hmm. Anybody can make the Finals next year. Anybody. 
Anybody. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Anyone but Buffalo. Anybody but Buffalo. <laughs> Let's be real. If Buffalo is making the finals, hell is frozen over. If Buffalo goes on a run, I'm done. I'm done. If, if Buffalo goes on a run, it's going to be like that scene in, like, what was it, Bruce Almighty, where he's like, oh, he's a good prayer. The, the favors coach, he's a good prayer. That would be so wild. So, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's going to definitely be an interesting summer. But um, what's also interesting is John interviewed someone this past week. Yes, I did. We're going to get into that interview now. John, do you want to set it up 45 minutes into the episode? Whoops, we're a little behind the ball on that one. Uh, Do you want to set up this interview that you had? Yes, uh, I had an interview with uh, the Wolf of Main Street. Uh, He's a Disney TikToker, but also a very avid uh, Boston Bruins fan. Um, he finally got to be able to curse for the first time on a podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy this and I hope you enjoy your cousin from Boston, Ethan. Boston. And now next on the five for talking podcast, somebody that I have gotten very uh, close with over the past year since the pandemic has gone. And now we're sort of fizzling out of it. Our cousin from Boston. Ethan Rawson, how you doing? Yeah, what the fuck is up, buddy? I am so <laughs> excited to be here. I I had told you a while ago I wanted to do this, and I also told you that I was super excited to swear. So and talk hockey, <laughs> like the whole idea that I can get into this like rhythm of fucking swearing right now. I I, I could go all all day. I could swear all day, but I will try to keep it uh as rated r like i won't get into like the real heavy stuff but i'll keep it rated r how's that <laughs> that sounds good for us trust me you've you've heard the show you've heard our guest there's yeah. really no uh there's really no uh area we don't go to um, fucking, dude i gotta tell you before we get too far into this i really really enjoy sort of the banter that you guys have on that show on your show it's just it's it's three guys who get together and they just have a good time just talking about something that they genuinely enjoy. Uh, the the way that you guys break it down and the way that you're able to speak pretty freely about how you feel about the league, about how you feel about the talent, um, and and not only that, but also about how you talk about the fucking way that the 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 sport is just not talked about enough, and how there isn't just a good there's not a good face of the league. And we talked a little bit about this before, but I, I really enjoy how you guys break it down. I'll be really curious to see how you continue to, to move your show forward because it's a lot of fun to listen to for sure. Well, I appreciate uh, all the uh, accolades, I guess, and uh, the appreciative of our show. I, it, it just, I mean, you brought up, I, I first off before we get too far into it, guys, uh, Ethan is a Bruins fan. So, uh, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about, uh, we gave him a few days to relax, lick the wounds that the Islanders la- left. Same yep. thing with me. You know, <laughs> we, we both got disposed by the same team. I guess yep. we're going to start off real easy here for you. Thoughts about the Bruins after the loss to the Islanders in the second round. Uh, um, I'll just say this, like the, the, the better, the better team lost in both scenarios. I really would have loved to see, a Penguins Bruins matchup. I thought that would have been a lot of fun. I do think, without talking too much shit, I do think that the Bruins would have came out on on top in a series with with the Penguins. I think it'd be like 50-50. Yeah, 
But I do think something like that would have gone to a game six, game seven. It would have yeah. been a really great series to watch. And I sort of felt that way too about, about the Islander series. I really felt as though the the Islander, like that first game, I was like, all right, this, this really could be a pretty decent series. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the Bruins lost, but I am overall, I'm, ex- I- I'm still, I still love my Bruins. I still am excited to be a Bruins fan. Um, I think that some changes need to happen and I can definitely get into that a little bit later on in, into the show, but uh, overall it is what it is at this point. We're out. So there's been a lot of uh, controversy. Same thing as there was in Pittsburgh. Yep. with the goaltending that happened in the series with uh, Tuka Rask and yep. uh, what Coach Cassidy had decided to do going into game six where, you know, Tuka had not looked good in game five. Oh. We go into game six and more of the same. Is there any second guessing on your part between what Coach Cassidy did or the comments that he made after game five or, you know? Yeah, if I could, for just a second, I want to take us back to when Tim Thomas was our netminder. He was our number one, and Tuka Rask was kind of like the the backup. And and we saw flashes of how good Tuka Rask could be. And I think when Tim Thomas was sort of on his way out after he'd won the cup and he'd sort of started dabbling in politics and weird other things, Tuka Rask was like, oh, wow, this guy could really be our future, really looked good. And one thing that continually made me just fucking scratch my head about this guy was where's the, where's the mental, where's the mentality of like, let's go in, let's get this, let's win this fucking thing and move on to the next game. It always seems as though Tuka Rass just fucking falls flat when it comes time for him to actually like Tim Thomas could stand on his fucking head, make these incredible saves. Whereas Tuka Rask just like, he'll show you flashes which is very much maybe what I'm trying to prove here. He'll show you the flashes of, oh, wow, like we've got a really good goaltender. And then all of a sudden it's like, where's the, like, what's the mental breakdown? What is going on here with this guy? And I think for Bruce Cassidy, the thing that pisses me off about him, and I actually really like him as a coach, so don't take me saying I'm pissed off at him, but I think the thing about him and the thing about Tucker is, He hasn't learned how to really coach this guy yet deep into the playoffs. Like, yes, we had that run against St. Louis, but ultimately we, we, we lost that too, which any Bruins fan will tell you that that was a fucking awful way to go out. But I think that Bruce lacks the ability to coach Tuca the way that he wants to be coached. I think he needs someone like cheering him on and saying, no, Tuca, you're doing such a wonderful job. You're so fucking good. And Tuca's just like, yeah, I really like that. Thanks, coach. Can we go get McDonald's now? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? Go fucking, like, just stop the fucking puck. Um, I'll never quite understand that. And the, the thing that really bothered me is the rookie that we have as our backup right now. And forgive me, I'm terrible with names. Like, I'm lucky that I know Tuca, Patrice Bergeron, yeah, and a few others. <laughs> but, yeah. but at the end of the day, like, we had an, a rookie – goaltender now say what you want about rookie goaltenders in the playoffs it's deep in the playoffs it's an elimination game but there's something that says to me why not give that motherfucker an opportunity to shine and i sort of felt the same way about some of the lines as well we had a couple of like rookies that we could have pulled in we could have said hey it's it's your time this is your opportunity to make a statement 
And unfortunately, it just felt like Bruce was just like, nah, we're going to stick with the way we always do things. And that's the way it's going to work. And everything's going to be just fine because we're the Bruins. We're the big bad Bruins. And it was just like, no. <laughs> for, for me, for me, I I, I have I, – I can't say that I follow it like piece by piece. But what I will say is that through the years, Boston has done a very good job of – uh, recruiting, not not recruiting, but what are they drafting? They've done a decent yes, job yes, drafting. Yes. They have a great uh, AHL team in the, in the Providence Bruins, and they've always seemed to just have a, a, a good circle. A circle, I'll, I'll call it a circle or a circulation of raw talent. So the thing that bothered me, I think, going into this game, game, you know, game six, this elimination game, was that there wasn't there wasn't that player on the ice who, who could have made the biggest difference by just being in that game. And um, I know at one point, you know, we were talking early on in the, uh, on actually on my podcast, we talked a little bit about Taylor Hall coming over to the Bruins see, and seeing how that was actually going to ultimately play out. And I loved throughout the regular season and even into the playoffs, I really loved the move, but even the Islanders for whatever reason figured him out because when once, once the Bruins picked him up, it seemed as though um, they they didn't have an answer for him. He he really played well in those in those regular season games against the Islanders. But at the end of the day, it, it it boiled down to for me at least putting the raw talent on the ice and getting it to a point where let's put the rookies in front of in front of a situation where they have to perform. Let's see what they can do. And if not, if that's not the way you want to do things. Then I sort of question, like, why are why even circle around and get this raw talent and try to coach it and build it if you're just going to rely on the the people who have been there forever, like Patrice Bergeron and and Marchand and 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 um, you know Charlie McAvoy, who is still and I I apologize, I'm going off on a tangent, and I <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. This this is what I wanted to bring you on for. I wanted this, this I wanted is, a different point of view. <laughs> this is the this is the Boston in me, but Charlie McAvoy very much reminds me of the offensive defenseman that Boston was sort of notorious for throughout like the early nineties with Ray Bork, who could, who could sit at that blue line. I mean, he had a phenomenal fucking goal. Um, I believe it was against the Islanders where he was right at the, the center of the blue line and he, he ripped it. And it was, it was like flashes of Ray Bork for me where I was just like, yes, like, <laughs> like this, like, to me, Charlie McAvoy is like Patrice Bergeron is still the current. He he'll he'll continue to be what is synonymous, I think, with Bru with with non-Bruin fans is like the 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 standalone Bruin player that like I think everyone sort of thinks about. And throughout his career, he's proven it time and time again how how hard he works, how he plays through injury, all of those wonderful things about Patrice. But I look at Charlie McAvoy right now, and I'm really excited not only about his development, but about just how every single year he seems to be putting together a pretty good string of just momentum. Like it seems like he's heading in the right direction. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you hundred percent with the rookie perspective. Um, we ran into the same problem with the Islanders in game six. We had a goalie that could have went in or a rookie that he doesn't know what he's doing, put him right. in the situation and see if he flourishes or dies. Either way, you know, at least you gave it a chance. You swat, you changed something out. Exactly. 
I think these coaches nowadays, and I and I've even said this on the podcast, it's the old yep. boys club where it's yeah. the same 35 guys that are getting hired for NHL coaching jobs, and it's absolutely ridiculous. There's yep. nobody with any innovation anymore. There's nobody with any kind of you know pizzazz, anything like that. Yep. Uh, and that kind of leads me to my next question for you, being a Boston Bruins fan. Yep. You mentioned Taylor Hall. That was the big ticket move. That yeah. was the move that everyone was wondering, where's Taylor Hall going to go? Where is he going to go? And I think he did very well with the Bruins. Like you said, he kind of got shut down there at the end by the Islanders, but that's what the Islanders are known for. Yeah. If you're the GM of the Bruins, are you going to try to get Taylor Hall back into the four, like back with the Bruins? Or are you going to kind of just let him go with free agency? You know, <clears throat> that's a really good question. It's something that I haven't necessarily thought about until right now. Um, Taylor Hall, I, I don't know, and I can search, but I, I think he's he's on the tail end of his career. Uh, he's a little bit older, I believe. Taylor Hall, let's see. Taylor Hall he, is. He's around 30 years old. Yeah, he's around sure. yeah, 29. So, okay. I mean, he's he he's still he's actually still relatively young. He's probably got another 5 or 6 good years if I had to, you know, take a guess, maybe 3. Yeah. But but you want to know something? It really sort of depends on what this team wants to do moving forward. In my opinion, I think it's time to get rid of Tuka. I I I actually said that last year and I did not say it because he left the bubble. And I think a lot of Bruins fans did say that. They were like, nope, get rid of Tuca. He's a, he's out fucking playing golf the day he gets back. And he's fucking got a tee time already. Like that whole, that whole bullshit really didn't bother me. What I saw was someone who the moment that the, the stage got too big and I, and, and COVID, I, I, I eliminate that. That was weird. That was fucking that was weird. A, yeah. Character. That was a weird playoff scenario. It really was. So I don't hold that against them, but I, I do hold the other instances where I'm like, all right, this this guy could really be something. He could he could have won a cup. Maybe even if he had taken him a little bit further early on in his career, he could have had two cups at this point. And it just felt like we needed a change. And I had I had I was okay with and and you know I forgive me for going all the way back to this conversation, but I was okay when Chara left. And I don't I don't I think a lot of Bruins fans too. I think a lot of Bruins fans were like, oh, we're fucking losing because Chara's not around. <laughs> like the guy's fucking ancient. He's like, like 43, I think. Right, he's, going 40, to 43. he's 43 years old. Like, let the guy go make some go let him make his money. Sort of like, sort of like Tom Brady in that sense. Like, let the guy go. He'll play. He'll make his money. Tom Brady won a fucking Super Bowl, but Jesus, <laughs> let the, like, let let Chara go fucking make a little bit of do re mi so he can go live the rest of his life wherever the fuck he wants to, and he can just go. Yeah, coach, everything good. Yeah, like, like that's that's him. Like that. Like yeah. if you ever like truthfully, if you ever want to like get into like a weird mentality and a weird conversation just go watch some of Chara's like post-game interviews oh <laughs> uh, yeah everything puck good yeah we we skate <laughs> like they're they're so bad they're just so so bad um but but at the end of the day like I was not one of those people who was like no we need to get rid of Tuca because he left the bubble and he's he's a big you know pussy like I didn't feel that way. What I did think was he he falls flat when it comes time for him to shine. So I w I was ready for him to go 
probably about two years ago, I would say. So I, I'm hoping that we we give we give either grab somebody that's two or three years in the league who's been in that you know in in, in as a backup and give them a shot to be a, be a leader. And, and 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 if it means that the Bruins are quote unquote rebuilding, I'm cool with that because at this point we haven't we haven't won a cup since 2011. We we made it to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple of years ago, like. For most NHL teams, like that's that's a really solid run, and I think right now what's important is that we we figure out are are, are we the type of people who are and and I think maybe I'm on the offset. I think most people in Boston are just like I want all the fucking championships, bro. That's how I am. I love all the championships. I've got all the banners in my house. Like, calm down. We we need to take a <laughs> breath for just a fucking minute, bro. We need to like. Like Tom, like I swear to God, everybody in Boston is like just obsessed with the thought, the Tom Brady effect, where it's like every year, man, we've got a shot, we got a shot at winning every year, bro. And it's like, eh, hold on, like that just doesn't happen all the time. It's really cool when it does happen, but it's it's just not synonymous with the NHL. It's just not the way that it happens. And if it does, it's usually like a fluke year for one team or something like that. But I think that. And I feel like I've completely forgotten the, the topic at this point. I feel like, am I still on topic at this point? That's a boss. You pulled so far away, but uh, we were talking about if you wanted Taylor Hall to resign. That was the uh, original question. The 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 question is yes, as long as it it makes sense monetarily. I think I think two three two three years. If you can sign him for two three years, and I don't know, call it like six, maybe five six million a year. I would be cool with that. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a high contract. I don't I, I don't follow the contracts as much as maybe I should. You don't want to. I promise you do maybe, not want to. This year is going to be an absolute train wreck. Yeah. Well, I think I think if, if they can get him for two to three years, I'll be cool. I'll be cool with that. Uh, but I do hope like, and again, I know I just said, oh, Chara wasn't the problem, but I do think that they need, a little bit more of an enforcer type, like a Milan Lucic comes to mind for this team. I think that they need somebody who can bring an extra element of enforcer type for the team in order, because their, their backhand, like it just didn't seem to click for them this year. And I know their power play was really good. Their, their penalty kill was really good this year as well, but their when it came to the playoffs, they looked gassed. They they really should have re- – and maybe it's just the raw talent thing, and I, I don't need to go as far as I am, but they should have they should have found the fresh skates. They really should have. I, I agree with you. I Like I said, I, these coaches, I don't understand their reasoning anymore. Now, one question, actually something you brought up at the beginning of this, and yeah. we've talked about it on your podcast before, yep. is that the NHL really doesn't have much of a presence, much of a face – uh, to the league as much as people want to say that Connor McDavid, you know, Sidney Crosby guys like this are the face of the league. These guys really don't do much to credit themselves to that. Um, Sidney Crosby, I'll give him credit. He does events every now and again, but like, he just doesn't seem like he, he's himself. Right. That With the NHL moving forward, obviously we're going into a new TV deal with ESPN and, and uh, yep. TNT. Do you think that, these two channels or these networks will be able to find a person that can make the NHL 
you're already shaking your head no but uh we'll be able to find that face the nhl i feel like has been missing for a long time since like i don't even know if you can say gretzky and them you were the faces of the league at one point right and i think here's the problem i think with mainstream media the sport the sporting networks being controlled by espn which is owned by disney which i talk a lot about but I think the problem is, I mean, listen to the way, like, listen to your show, Five for Talking. Listen to the way that we're talking right now. The issue with mainstream sports, especially hockey, is it's a different, like, you and I are a different breed of, of person, especially when we start talking about hockey. We start swearing. We start talking about bullshit. We start fucking throwing swears around. We start, all of those things start piling up. And you want to know what would happen right now if we were at ESPN? If you're like, oh, oh, don't do that! You're you're gonna you're gonna offend somebody! And oh my god, what is going on now? You can't say that! Don't say this! And you're gonna upset all those people who love hockey. Really? You really think so, buddy? Let me tell you, like a true hockey fan, like I wanted to ask you a question, and I'll ask it a little bit later on. But like hockey fan, like if you if you walked into like if I walked into right now with this jersey on to a Penguins game, I'd be hearing like, "Hey, buddy, leave! You fucking suck! Get the fuck out of!" Like shit like that is so much fun. And I always, I always enjoy like when you're in the bathroom and like someone, some, <laughs> someone, like hundred versus one, and you're just like, yeah. "Oh, why am I here? Oh no, why am I here?" And someone inevitably, and this is sometimes what I do. I'm just like. Dude, it's not that big. Just put it away. All right, let's go. You know, like you just you just gotta hit them sometimes. Just and it, it, what's what's interesting is is like, and, and we talked about this the other night when when we talked about how respectful and how respected players are with one another. Like they talk shit, and, and believe me, they talk the best shit. But at the end of the game, at the end of the seven game series, however it ends up. They take off their gloves, they take off their helmets, and they say, hey, good game, man. And, and they shake hands and they move on. And that's that's the one thing in sports that I absolutely fucking love, and nobody talks about it enough, in my opinion. And these mainstream media corporations, TNT, ESPN, they don't cover it shit like that. And that stuff is important. You don't see Tom Brady after he throws the fucking winning touchdown for the Super Bowl – you see him on top of the podium, like, oh, look at me. I freaking won again. No, like, hockey players are like, hey, man, I respect the hell out of you. We, we kicked each other's ass for the last five, six, seven games, and I respect the hell out of you. So I, I think that mainstream media suffers because they can't cover hockey correctly. But I also think that hockey fans suffer because they're afraid to bring in someone like us or like you know, someone who can really freely talk their mind appropriately. Now, appropriately means many things here. It means that they're allowed to swear. It means that they're allowed to, to say the things that they're actually thinking. I think, and you guys talked about in your last episode, someone like Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I, I, I've heard he's a wonderful person outside of like his persona. However, I'm not a fan of his show, but he does a wonderful job for basketball, creating this sense of controversy, creating this sense of he does bullshit in a really good way. And <laughs> I I lack that intel and maybe even like a lot of the words. Like in reality, I'm just like this big ape who just like, I talk words. I want, 
you know, I want food. Like that's, that is how I am. So, and, and many, I think many hockey fans are very similar to that. And I do think that hockey needs an out, an outlet. And here's the thing too, is that NHL network thing. Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me either. Like, and there's podcasts that you can listen to. There's, there's this show obviously, but in order to, to, I think, take it to the next level, like we like we're talking about, I think they need to find somebody who can talk to players the way that they really want to be talked to. Like they want to talk shit. They want to talk like the, they want to talk about the bottom of the barrel. And, and I think that that's something that mainstream media will continue to stay away from. And what I will say is I think that ESPN and TNT will do a better job, maybe advertising. I think they get a lot more headspace, a lot more, not, not headspace, but a lot more like <laughs> viewers, yeah. a lot more viewers. So I think that they'll advertise a little bit more. And obviously their, their, their advertisements have to hit. That's the thing. Like the advertisements have to hit someone like me to say, Oh, Hey, and I think the other thing too, and I'm just thinking of this now, is I can remember as a kid, there was no better night in hockey than when the Bruins were playing the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. That rivalry, that that like I fucking pure hate, hate that team. Pure, pure hate, yeah. Hatred for that other team. Now remember, at the end of it, nothing but respect. But that pure hatred, that one night or that series long, that. They need to find a way to harness that and, and and polish it and fucking present it to us and say, okay, here you go. Take take a look. Because, he, I mean, and, and here's the thing. Like, I, I'm thinking of baseball right now, but baseball is one of those things where you, you have many rivalries. Rivalries are starting to sort of renew, like, the, because teams have gotten so good. Like, the Red Sox last few years they're starting to do well now but the last few years the red sox really sucked so anytime they met up with the yankees it was like oh well we're just gonna get the shit beat out of us like we might as well just move on maybe we can find a new rival we were with the tampa bay rays <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it, it's just like they they need to find and i don't know maybe it's just not as scripted as the nfl or the, the you know mlb which i think the mlb is one of those things where like and i thought about this the other day Going to a base, there's no better feeling than going to the baseball game. A lot of fun, but by the fifth inning, I'm good. Like, all right, great. Like, can we? Let's. Where's the? Where's the nearest bar, and we can watch the rest of the game. (laughs) So, and and I I agree with you on that fact. It's the same with hockey. I feel like going to a hockey game is a completely different experience than watching it on television. Yes, but I here's the thing: throughout all three periods. I would I would venture to say, like put put your your baseball fan against your hockey fan. Your hockey fan's gonna watch that game at home, all all three periods. Your baseball fan, eh, you probably skipped out on a couple innings, and you're like, oh wow, it's six to two. What the hell happened? I'll hundred percent take up take you up on that because I was watching the Rays game yesterday. They're down seven two. And I got the notification on my phone that they tied it. And I was like, all right, back on. Yeah, that's it. Like like baseball is so boring. But I can't tell you how many goddamn times I've watched ESPN and I've seen the same fucking diving catch play in center field or right field or left field. And it's like, wow, cool. But you show you show me somebody like Sidney Crosby doing a dangle snipe 
top right corner against somebody like Tuka Rask. I'm like, holy shit. That was fucking cool. Why is that number six? <laughs> Why is that number eight? I don't understand yeah, your counting. Oh, look, number one, a diving catch out of hole, you know, out of uh, Red Sox State, you know, Fenway Park. There it is. Like, come on. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I, I just, like, I sometimes really question what the motives are. I, I and, and here's the thing. Like, I know at the, bo- at the bottom of it all is money. It's all about the Moulin Rouge. But Jesus fucking Christ, like, the content for hockey is a thousand times better than baseball. And it will continually piss me the fuck off that baseball is like this, oh, and it's the pastime. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's a shitty pastime. The, the fucking game sucks. Bring it down to five innings. Limit how many fucking, like, how long the fucking guy can play with his fucking gloves. Like, let's go. Play the fucking game. The, the, like, the thing I love about hockey is, like, there's guys who will take a puck to the mouth. And you see them like they'll 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 like they'll look at their their hands for a second. Okay, no blood. I'm good. Here's my teeth. Hold on to these. I got a game to finish. Fucking love that mentality. I I, I agree with you 100. percent That's a reason <laughs> that I've become a big hockey fan is because I I think there was a guy and and, and Curtis is gonna kill me for this. He played for the Dallas Stars. Had a heart attack on the bench. Literally looked at the trainer when he woke up and said, "Can I go back in and play?" Yep. yep. Like, how do you do that? Like, sir, you just had a heart attack. Like, that right. shouldn't be the first thought out of your head. It should be like, holy shit, I'm alive. I'm alive. But, Thank God. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But no, instead it's like, coach, get me in the game, bro. I'm ready. And I love that. Like, that is such a that's such a mentality of somebody who just wants to play the game. And not only that, but truly loves the game. And I'm gonna like again. I don't, I don't maybe necessarily follow enough athletes to know, you know, how they really feel about things. But like right now, Cam Newton is showing off his newest pair of pants. And I'm like, dude, do you love the game or do you love the fucking pants that you're wearing? Like shut the fuck up and go play the game. Like that's the thing that bothers the hell out of me about some of these quote unquote superstar athletes who are like big name celeb, like they're celebrities at this point. Like when I think about Bobby Orr, he wasn't out like, Posting it on Instagram. He wasn't fucking trying to make some goddamn fucking statement. Or he was he was like, no, just put me on the fucking ice. Let me get a fucking stick. Let me get the puck and I'll put it in the net. And I'll fly around if I have to in the process. It's like, I just don't understand the pomp and circumstance of all this other bullshit. And that's the one thing that it continually brings me back to hockey. Yeah, that is one thing that hockey is, uh, I feel like, done better than other sports. Um, I feel like their athletes, they try to represent the sport as best as possible. They also, you know, they try to make sure that these players have some sort of, I don't even know what the word is here, like, but platform, I guess. But at the same time, they still try to direct it back towards the sport because I think every single hockey player knows how hard it is to grow this sport because of the fact, like you said, you know, the TV TV deal with NBC was absolutely garbage. It was terrible. They had terrible people, terrible commentators. Yep. They they literally took the easiest way out of it and made as much money as they could out of the NHL. And now they're just bailing on it and they don't care. Exactly. And NBC is basically bailing on sports in general because I think at the end of the summer, the NBC SN channel is basically not going to be around anymore. 
And it sucks because I feel like we have one of the best sports in the world. We have some of the best athletes. You go up and talk to a hockey player. He will be more than happy to sign something for you and have a conversation with you. Some of these other sports, you know, they literally, there's athletes that I've heard stories about that won't even sign autographs for anyone. And it's a fee or some bullshit like that. Oh, it's $50, buddy. What? Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, I, I've gone to signings before and paid like 20 bucks to show up, and I'm okay with that. Like $20, yeah. sure, whatever. That's 20 bucks. That's that's a McDonald's, you know, meal that I can skip out on. Right. But it's just I, I feel like hockey has some of the best athletes. And and I agree with you also. I know you've brought up this earlier that with the Bruins needing an enforcer, the Penguins also needing the same thing. We also need somebody that is a little bit more of a grittier person. We've got some of the best talent in the world, but we don't have anything to help us when we play somebody like the Islanders who is just going to try to get under your skin in for seven games. Right. Well, but, if I could, for just a moment, I do want to talk about, you know, the, the way that I, I, I almost hope that people will go. There was, a, there was a video, and it circulates on Facebook every once in a while, and maybe it's just because of the algorithm and all this other bullshit but it'll hit me where, where like you'll see you'll see the kids that that are just infatuated with the players or they got to go down on the bench and they all they all get to dap up they all like they'll get the sticks they'll get the pucks and like i completely 100 agree with you hockey players are probably some of the most kind-hearted people out there and what what sucks about it is i think in many organizations and I think of the Patriots in the quote-unquote Patriot way and how, how how you're supposed to be perceived by the media. I think a lot of other organizations, not just sports, but a lot of organizations try to play that same mentality and role in their employees. And I think for hockey players, much like we're talking right now, they need an outlet that kind of allows them to be a little bit more self-aware, a little bit more themselves. And that that's that's difficult in today's very uh pc maybe is the yeah. best way to put that, it yeah that's, world, that's you know? what i was gonna say yeah yeah so um so so yeah 100 percent agree like hockey players are, are some of the kindest people and if you if you can just search in google the the, the the multiverse of google like hockey players kids doing good things like it's awesome like they they're they're probably more active in make a wish than anybody else, in my opinion. And they do some of the most nicest and just awesome things for things like that. So, I mean, I'll even use a, an example I have from this week. We have a listener and uh, him and his wife, um, his, his sister, their daughter, um, her daughter, uh, wants to play hockey and these these teams put on these programs now where obviously hockey equipment is very expensive Tom, if you want to play hockey it probably is going to cost you about five hundred dollars to buy all the equipment before your kid even steps on the ice yep. and the the lightning down here have now created a program where i think it's like two hundred dollars they get their stick time they get practice they get to have the gear everything and That's they awesome. get to try out the sport yep and and I think that the NHL, every single team needs to have this program. They -hmm. need to have a program where they reach out to the kids and be like, listen, we'll take 500 spots. We'll take 500 kids and 
then the program closes for that year. And then you can try next year if you want to try again. But that is the only way I think we can grow our sport more than anything else is having younger viewership. Like you mentioned, when that kid gets the touch, you know, Brad Marchant's glove is he's he's walking out on the ice. That's he's not going to wash his hand for three freaking days. Right. Because he thinks that he he touched greatness. Yeah. 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 And that's something that I feel like our sport has done well is to try to keep the fans involved because a lot of sports, I feel like their fans are just there to be fans like football. Right. I feel like it's just, you're there to be a fan and they don't really care about you either way. No. Um, did, did you buy your popcorn and beers today, sir? Oh, good. Yeah, Basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, I want to kind of get on the tail end of this, wrap it up a little bit, but sure. you said you had a question for me. So let's yeah. So the, the question was, and I, I know that you've made a transition. You're, you're in Florida now. So have you attended a sporting event? And this could be any sporting event where you've received an insult. What was it? And how did you respond? Oh, okay. I guess we're going to tell this story. I haven't told a story yet on the podcast. Um, there we go. So in Florida. This, this is a great question for, for the other two. I, I'd be curious to hear what they have to say. I'll, I'll make sure I bring it up for you. Um, Curtis Curtis, and um, Lippy. Uh, Lippy, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, Lippy. I, you're good. I knew you're Curtis. Good. I'm trying. But, uh, <laughs> Terrible with names. I said that from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, me and my wife, and actually Lippy was at this game with me. Um, we had some visiting fans that came to our arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a rule that if you're a visiting fan, you cheer for your team when they score a goal. Fine. Cool with it. You know, yep. after that, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> if Not you like continue it. to, if you continue to protagonize the crowd and then you want security to protect you when you've continued to push and push and push and push and push, I was about two seconds from throwing a grown man out of the upper deck of the Amway center down into the lower bowl because he just, he was trying to agitate me and he did a great job. I'll give him credit. He did a great job. Yeah. Um, but my wife, who is a very calm level-headed person grabbed me and said, no, no. And I just walked away from the situation. I didn't say anything. I kept my mouth shut, but I just think there's a level of respect when you're a road fan yeah. that some people don't understand. Like, yes, you can laugh. You can goof off with the home crowd, right. stuff like that. That's fine. But when yep. you start trying to make fun of things that the home crowd's doing, that's yeah. when you get pissed off. There was a Vietnam vet in front of us that literally turned around and said, shut the F up right, right. to this guy. Right. Like, you, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, we'll let that go. I want you to talk about you now. This is a chance for you to promote whatever you want to promote. You get the next right. minute, whatever, however long you want to talk about your stuff. Go for it. Ooh. All right. So <laughs> uh, I, I, my name's Ethan. I, I, I host a Disney podcast. Uh, that podcast as of right now is sort of on a, a little bit of a hiatus. I, um, I'm just taking a, a break for right now. I was recently, promoted within my company to a bigger store uh so i'm 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 really focusing in on on that aspect of me my own life and um it, it's the the podcast is just sort of taking a, a back seat right now i am hoping um the last episode that i did about disney was a trip report that i did with my wife jen uh we we go very frequently to disney world we give out we try to give out 
you know, a lot of tips, tricks, and um, just experiences that you should try when you're down there. And um, I think that the the reason why it is um, something that we've continued to do is just because it, it allows us to be with one another. And uh, there's so many wonderful things about Disney that uh, I've grown to really love and enjoy. And uh, obviously coming on and talking about hockey and, and swearing a little bit is not something I normally get to do. <laughs> so I'd like to just send out a really quick apology to my friend Joe out in Vegas. Joe, <laughs> Joe, <clears throat> I do want you to note, Joe, that right now my team, the team I'm rooting for, is the Las Vegas Knights, baby. And I yeah, want I you to know, way, yeah. and I want you to know this too, that if the Vegas Knights make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm gonna try like hell to get to Vegas. And even if I have to watch it at a casino, I, I want to get to Vegas and be a part of like one of those days. That would be a lot of fun. Because when I went to so I went to Vegas last year. And I apologize. I, I I'm ranting again. No, but you're I good. To, I, 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 you know what? You're good, man. You're I, good. I went to I went to Vegas last year, and I I gotta tell you, I genuinely fell in love with the jersey. They've got yeah, a really, they do have a good logo. Really sexy jersey. And it wasn't until I want to say I was watching them play a couple nights ago, and I noticed that the the knight actually creates a V. Mm-hmm. I was I was fucking blown away. I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit! I didn't notice that before. That's fucking awesome!" So it's 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 um very very cool. So I'm rooting for the knights right now. I just I I sort of love the whole the whole aspect of being. In this round robin draft, you you started towards like you were the unwanted in a way, and uh, sort of like the don't bothers. And yes. uh, I I really I I enjoy their team, and I think you know you guys were talking about it um, on your most recent episode that like you know they haven't done their time, they haven't done their dues, blah blah blah. But they're a good team. They play oh, yeah. really really well together. And um, I was I was rooting for a Bruins uh, Knights. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Deep down in my heart of hearts, I would have loved to see the Boston Bruins play the Montreal Canadiens. And I would have I would have made it a point. I don't care what the dollar figure was. I would have gone to one of those fucking games. And so I got to tell this story really quick. My fa- my father has has for years told me that one of his dreams, uh, is something that he genuinely would love to do someday, is many many years ago Boston and Montreal used to do back to back series home away games, and there's there's a train that goes from this area up to Montreal, and then back to Boston. I would love to do that with my dad someday. Is take the train up to Montreal catch a Montreal Bruins game, then come back home or vice versa, however it had to work. Um, but something like that, I, any amount of money, I would have fucking paid it to be, to be able to do that. That would have been really, really cool. The other thing I'm noticing and talking with you, it sounds like your penguins and my Bruins are in a very similar situation. Yep. So I, I will look forward very much to when we meet in the regular season next year. I think that both teams are going to make some moves I think both teams are going to make moves that are a little difficult for both of us to swallow, but I think they're going to be necessary in order for the team to be good three, four years from now. And that's yeah. maybe difficult to hear for us, you know, Bruins, Penguins fans who are who are just like, I want a cup, I want to win. Um, but I do think it's going to be necessary for us to do something 
a little bit more draft on the drastic side. And I'm not saying like Patrice or Pasternak or Marshan, but I do think some of the other big names that the, and the Bruins have to have a microscope on them. And I think that it's, I think it's time. I think it's time we move some, some big names around. And I, as much as I love, I'm going to say it, as much as I love Patrice Bergeron, I think his time is coming up. He's, he's, he's starting to slow down just a little bit. He's a great leader. I love him, love him, love him. Um, but if you were going to get rid of him for a couple first round draft picks, or I don't, I, I, and I don't know how it all phases out, whatever. But if he was gonna, if you were gonna get a good value for him, I would probably be the GM who would say, "I got my phone on. Let's yeah. talk." So, yeah. and like I said, difficult, and I don't think most Bruins fans, Bruins fans across the world right now are like, "Who the fuck's this guy? This guy's so stupid. I don't want to talk to him anymore. Never talk to him again. He's such a stupid stoop." <laughs> and. I'm okay with that. I, I think it's time. I think it's time that we we, we need to make some – and especially Tukarask is done. I We need to get rid of his contract. We need to get rid of him. It's time It's time to move on. John, I, before before we leave here, <laughs> okay. I do just, just want to say thank you. I, I really appreciate you allowing me to come into your forum and, and talk some shit, talk some hot. You're good. You're good, so, man. I, 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 so- I appreciate it. Everyone go check out his podcast. Like I said, yeah. he's on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but Just if you enjoy Disney, um, hey, you'll definitely enjoy his podcast. And also yeah. I've been on quite a few episodes. Just look for me. And yes, uh, right. if you want to start, if you want to start out easing yourself into some Disney podcasts, Ethan's is definitely the one to shoot for. Absolutely. So we're at the, it's the Wolf of Main Street podcast that can be found on Apple, Spotify, Google, all those wonderful spotify apps that have podcasts all of them uh so <clears throat> yeah check us out and uh if, and, and here's the thing we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now but if you if you're listening and you have disney questions reach out to john he'll reach out to me i'll reach back out to you and and we'll get it figured out for you because uh that's what we do we're good we're good people we swear <laughs> and we're we're assholes when we want to be but we love you but we fucking love you, dude. We really do. We really, really do. And hey, a couple things. I want to just say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear John Hill. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dude. The dirty Thanks, 30. Man. I'm dude. old. I'm old and fat. Dude, I, I fucking feel that. I'm 31 and fat. Fuck, dude, we're getting old. We'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more about this uh, as we end the broadcast here. But I want to thank you so much for coming on, Ethan. Um, shining a light on the Boston Bruins and their current situation. This is Five Talking, and we will get back into the show. He's called the Wolf of Main Street, huh? Yes. See, part of one of those Disney gangs there was uh, a while back. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, him and Walt were real close, like this. Oh, really? Like this. Like this, him and him and Walt were, uh, you know, I saw I saw Even a video. All about, hot dogs together. <laughs> ah, I saw a video about why Walt does the two finger uh, point. <laughs> I forgot what it was, and then someone pointed it out in the TikTok. Uh, it was because Walt was a smoker. <laughs> yes, and he ate That's, raw hot dogs. And he ate raw hot dogs. I, I will mean, never let that go. Maybe that explains why the hot dogs are so good at Disney. 
Uh, his head's frozen in the Tilladors. I'll let you guys know when I see it. It's okay. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, uh, the Wolf of Main Street, uh, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, John, how was it doing another interview solo by yourself? Actually, that was your first time doing it without any safety net. Oh, uh, no, second one. No, the second time. Uh, second. It was really fun. I mean, I've known Ethan for like a year now, and he's been like begging me to come on our podcast because he wants to get his anger out about the Boston Bruins and how this year ended for them. So I was more than happy to oblige and get him on the podcast. But uh, uh, if you want to be on the podcast, uh, shoot one of us a message on uh, TikTok. We are shooting for the summer series and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to need as many guests as possible to get through this summer with uh, some of these dead zones. We're probably going to hit probably. Well, I already know one of the things we're going to be doing over the summer is we're going to be rewatching the mighty ducks series. Giving oh our thoughts. I'm sure we're going to have uh, Mr. Mario on here to talk about That's that. Uh, you know, he's been reviewing uh, movies. What the puck is this series? He's also been doing a bunch of gym stuff speaking of gym stuff uh yo curtis where's your uh, squat video man i gotta get in the gym i gotta get some time apparently y'all been squatting on me man squat yeah. squat squat squats it's all that I'm it is on the cardio to start then i'll get back in the gym okay there you go smart there idea go. nah just lift the weights man cardio comes with it <laughs> i'm waiting on y'all to get uh your hockey skates going that could, and get ready to go because you got hey. a tournament. you got a tournament in a year and exactly a year. Oh God, I've got so short of amount of time here. Honestly, after playing my first pickup game ever, I need the year. <laughs> Take the year. Hey, I will say this: I did score a goal. I only fell once. Yeah, and uh, I got bodied a couple times. So, oh man, it was Feels it was good, very. Yeah, it was very interesting playing in a pickup game with a bunch of old people, people who were older than me. Like one guy was smoking Those a cigarette. Are fun, though. They are fun. He wasn't actually smoking a cigarette. This dude, though, he was large. He was wearing like a 1980s Oilers jersey. He had on the <laughs> 1980s Jaffa helmet. Dude was large, wasn't very fast. Cannon of a shot. Large and in charge, baby. Yeah, it was uh it was very interesting. And uh, coming from roller hockey, I thought maybe it would translate maybe a little bit better. But, um, yeah, I got a lot to work on. But uh, it was fun. It is two different completely, like, leg motions to go from roller to ice. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. No, I'm going to be getting in my reps. I need to know what I need to do with my uh, my skating. So uh, we will will get there. But, um, yeah. I don't know what else. What else do we talk about? I feel like we covered everything. I don't have anything. That's up to you, fellers. I didn't talk about anything. Just Disney our teams were back in the playoffs yeah, no. or in the regular season. Can't wait to watch them again. Happy ever after is leaving. My wife proclaimed. Yes. My wife proclaimed that having never seen it in the park, we watched it on the Polynesian Beach Resort beach one night. But apparently that doesn't count. Uh, so. Apparently, I'm going to have to somehow get her down to Disney to watch the Happily Ever After fireworks and Magic Kingdom. Oh, boy. It's like a running it's a running joke, because when we went for uh, when we went in February of 2019, uh, we watched it from the resort just because we didn't have passes to Magic Kingdom that day Uh, on on our honeymoon. uh, It rained out. 
so we did not get to see the fireworks display and it was also during right. a merry mickey christmas and then when we just went this past time it was during COVID, and fireworks were not happening sorry it's okay it just will be the running joke that we have that amanda never gets to watch the fireworks in magic kingdom hey <laughs> uh, we i really think that the show is going to be coming back uh i do too i i think it's just a 50th celebration show and then they're going to go right back to happily ever after happily ever after has only been the show for 18 months sorry for if you're listening for hockey this is basically the end of the hockey part you can just flip it off unless you want to hear about disney um but they basically had the show for 18 months and i think it will come back they're not going to give up on a show like that that quickly it was a great show yeah i feel like they've done a lot of promo work for it i mean when you take that bus which is obviously that's ending uh yeah so, well, hopefully they do. And the can... they need to they need to take away the magic so then they can bring it back and charge you for it, Curtis. All yeah, the free stuff, all start. the free magic, all the free magic you got. Hell no, fifty dollars. Let's go. If you want to watch Happy After, you pay fifty dollars to come see it. <laughs> People we'll are ready to start paying for fast passes in some of the groups I'm seeing. I want my fast pass back. Oh, the reason that line's forty five minutes, ma'am, is because there is no fast pass. Hmm. You know what people apparently are not going to pay for? And we do got one more thing we could talk about here. They're not going to pay for uh, hockey jerseys with ads on them. Did you guys see the story that came out? The helmet ads are here to stay. I mean, hold, I on. Hold, hold on. Everyone do their shocked face. I'm okay with it. I mean, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm okay with it too. How you doing? Everyone is freaking out though now because it's like, this is the beginning. Here comes the ads on the jerseys. First off, let's be real. We're going to get an every ad on the jerseys. Le- every league has an ad on the jerseys except for the NFL and the MLB. The NBA has ads on their jerseys. Technically, the NHL has three. Okay, I think the NBA has, what, two, Curtis? You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I think uh, they have one. They have one up here. I think they have one think they on have their one. one right here. You have, And then I think they have one on the other side, too. One on the the other advertisements side. they have is you have the team's logo. That is an advertisement. You I have... Guess the NHL's advertisement with the crest. And then you had the manufacturer on the back. We've had ads on jerseys. Yeah. Literally the people who make the jerseys are on there. It's going to happen. It sucks obviously, but I've seen so many people out there with these tin foils on their heads being like, it's going to become like your league. If the NHL ever gets to a situation where they are like your league jerseys, the league is about the fold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think people understand is they don't have the ads because they're, they have all this money and they're just selling it because you know, it's free money. They, the reason why the Euro leagues are like that is because they need it. They need that to survive. And personally, the helmet ads never really bothered me. I would forget about them. And then I would see like, Oh, right. They have ads. I think the only one that like stood out to me was, um, Oh man, the penguins. The Penguins one was kind of weird. The PPG, yeah, it didn't make sense with their colors. Yeah, because on the white helmet, like, yeah, the blue is like, okay, maybe that's a sign, though. Maybe the Penguins are going back to baby blue. No, that jersey will forever be banned by Sidney Crosby because of what happened in the Winter Classic with (laughs) David Steckel. Um, But, yeah, I mean, listen, I think I guess the three of us are all like-minded here. Like, we know ads on jerseys are going to come. 
I've watched minor league hockey my whole life. I've seen nothing but ads on jerseys and ice and everything else. I'm used to this at this point. It does not bother me. If it's a way to make sure that these owners can make their money so they shut up, I don't care. Do whatever you got to do. I don't even care if you put a logo on the bottom of the jerseys like they do in the ECHL. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I really don't. Like, as long as well, I mean, the, only I think- thing I, the only thing I don't want fucked around is the ice. If you put like 50 million logos on the ice, then I'm going to start getting concerned. And yes. I don't think anybody really, once that first game, I mean, I, they, they're gone. Really don't notice them. I mean, I mean, you do when they, you do the close up shots and stuff, but that's the one thing that I think I probably didn't notice until we just started talking about it. Now I completely had forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody made a huge deal about the sponsorships of the division names and the helmets. And yet here we are. And the majority no of the names are completely forgotten about it. So those that are complaining, just shut your mouth. It is what it is. Move on. Yeah. There's worse things in life to worry about than uh, an AT&T logo on your jersey. Like, who cares? Yeah, it's my, exactly. exactly. And so, I'm a marketing guy, so who cares? Move on. Yeah, exactly. Do what you want, man. It's just, people are always going to want to complain about something, but, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, I do not ever want it to be where, like, the logo – the ad takes over the logo. Never no, want to see no. that. But, you know, it's going to come. Put it on the shoulder. Well, put it on the yeah, back of the jersey. It's going to be subtle ones, like kind of like the NBA has it, where it's right here on the jersey or it's right NBA, here. Yeah, you don't jersey. even notice it. Yeah. Some of them you don't. I know the Bucks had like the Harley Davidson and like they would have this giant orange logo on the jersey. That oh, one was a little it- noticeable. Ours was ours is very quaint. It's just a little Disney logo right in the top right corner of the Magic jerseys. I think when the teams actually like try to incorporate it into team colors, like that's what the Devils did with the Prudential logo on their helmets. Yeah. They had well the away helmets they had the blue, but the the home helmets they had white. They're like, oh, that works perfectly. But you know, <sighs> people just want to complain about stuff. Everything. People Everything. just want to complain. I think that's I think that's what will be the episode title. Five for talking, episode 19. People just want to complain. We're here to air our grievances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merry Festivus. Merry Festivus. Oh, my God. We need to have that episode Merry. next year. For Christmas time. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for listening. If you made it here, we always appreciate you. Uh, you can find me on TikTok. My username is Lippy Hockey. I'm on Instagram. I believe it's Lippy Hockey 27. And uh, yeah, give me a follow everywhere. Don't now don't stop the episode because there was an awkward pause there because the two of you were trying to figure out coming from who, the guy who left last week. Ooh, I didn't did leave. leave last you week. You left. I did not leave last week. You were like, oh, the episode's over. I'm out. I don't know what you are. There he goes again. No, yeah, his he just turned off his camera. Yeah, you know the bit only works if you actually leave. Yeah. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so who wants to go next? That solar bear, that solar bear fan, come watch my my silly POV videos that for some reason are getting views. Curtis, you're next. Can I say something about those videos? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you have the same face in every video, and it's so freaking priceless <laughs> if you haven't please go watch john's videos where he does pov a video when he's like <laughs> and i always see it like the first thing i when i wake up in the morning i'll see <laughs> lippy's video always comes up first and it's a good one 
And then there's just this. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is happening? <sighs> oh, I've had people arguing. I had people arguing in the Caps video for like three days about who was better, Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin. I had people arguing today about how the Coliseum is the loudest building in the NHL and not the fact that it's just an old barn. And that's why it's loud. It's 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 been fun for me because I just love watching people go off in the comments and fight with one another. Yep. It's dude, it's amazing when you find something that works uh and you're able to post it. You know, like a pool party. Yeah, it is a pool party. We'll we'll see we'll see if uh, we're able to post that. But yeah, John, congratulations on killing it with uh your NHL fan POV with oh, don't worry, yeah. it's gonna continue. <laughs> You'll I figure think it out. Might be next. Ooh. Tyler Sagan's abs. That's oh, literally gonna be gone. one of them. I'm just gonna pull up my shirt and be like, Tyler Sagan's abs. <laughs> 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 uh, we are fat pet maroon. Fat pet. Fat pet the we are five for talking. Yeah. Uh, Hockey 91, by the way. Yeah, you probably should oh, get in there and say that. There it is. Boom. All right. We'll see you all next time. Go Habs. It sound right, boy.